Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We are back, William. And we've got a, I'm really, I've been really waiting for this episode. I've actually been really excited about this episode. <laughs> this is a <laughs> I know, very... I always say I'm really excited, right? <laughs> well, I but mean, you for know. Real, for real, this time. We're, we're really excited to be doing the podcast in general. But yeah, we have some great, you know, some great interviews and some great folks yeah. that come on. And yeah. today is, is definitely not, uh, not, not any different. Yeah, this is just a really important topic. So, because um, I'm, this is a common question I think amongst particular independent artists. So, yeah. But before we do all of that, do you have yep. a music tip? I didn't even ask you. We see, I cheat, you guys. I usually ask him before we, <laughs> <laughs> before we record. But I'll be in suspense. Yeah, of course. You know, I have a music tip. Of course you do. Um, okay. Yeah, and it's coming from actually one of my students who um, hit me to this as well. He's uh, you know he's a producer and he makes um, tracks and beats and everything. And he uh, was telling me about where he sells some of his beats, and um, it's a site called Beat Stars. And there's actually a bunch of sites out there, but this one is uh, Beat Stars, B E A T S T A R S. And it's where you can pretty much create your own page uh, to sell your beats. And there's actually a community of people on there who who are searching for uh, beats to record record over and all that. So, you know, if you're a vocalist or instrumentalist or anything and you're looking for tracks uh, mm-hmm. to just, you know, get creative ideas from or all that, there's people there that will let you use their, their, their beats for like $25. So... Yeah, I it's. I was just gonna say I was just um on a I was a panelist last night for a musician entrepreneurship discussion, and uh, one of the artists who was on the panel was saying how he did that. Basically, he found a beats online thing. Sometimes you're like, eh, okay, but he's he's quite talented and was able to you know write and do. And he was said he was in his bedroom closet and you know, came up with this song and the irony, or mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the irony, but the the divinity of it all. He put it up on you YouTube and um, it just kind of sat, you know, the song just kind of sat there for a while. And he said, two years later, a label from Japan was like, we love this. Can we talk to you about oh. being signed to our independent Japan <laughs> or Japanese label? Wow. And he ended up getting signed to that. And he hit like iTunes number one Japan, like Japan iTunes number one for R&B. So, I mean, it was it's crazy. Like, his whole career has now, like, he's got a new single that's about to be dropped that um, one of the main um, songwriters for Usher wrote this song from. He performed it last night. I mean, it was just this whole thing. Goodness. So, yeah. you just never know. You, you know, never you might, know. you, you got to get creative. And, you know, if you don't have a whole production team, but you got a good ear and yep. you got some ideas... You know, I think it's, I think in this day and age, it's worth at least checking out if you, you know, depending on your genre of music and stuff. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bandzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. 
Our simple step-by-step system will get you online in minutes. Choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. This is built just for musicians by musicians. Bandzoogle has all the features you need for your website and your EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your own music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud. And on top of all of that, live support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. Not five, but seven. Bandzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month and include your own free custom domain name. My goodness. Go to Bandzoogle.com, try it for free for 30 days. And be sure to use our promo code, MAKINGMONEYPOD. That's MAKINGMONEYPOD, and get 15% off the first year of your subscription. Who we got today? Who do we have? So... This, this is going to be fun, not only because of the topic, but I, I have met um, our guest, um, I think maybe once in person, we've kind of communicated via email, um, but I, I, I would love, I'm, I'm anxious to hear a little bit more of her background and, you know, and her advice and tips because we haven't been able to really connect that way. So I think in this right now, the venue that she does booking with is, I think, probably one of the most, um, it's, it's got to be in top five to 10 or whatever for venues for um, jazz, soul, and um, kind of more of your, uh, you know, today's artist in those, in those genres. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's City Winery. City Winery has uh, venues across the country at this point. And um, here in Chicago, our City Winery is busy. And so our guest, she <laughs> clearly must be very busy because I feel like I'm there at least once or twice a month seeing acts. So I want to welcome Libby Brixen. How are you? Hey, Libby. Hello, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, it's an honor awesome. for, yeah, for you to be here. And um, Libby is in charge, and I'm going to let you say your title right, because I, I think I might be butchering it a bit, but she definitely is handling booking um, as a part of the whole booking process at City Winery. And like I said, here in Chicago, City Winery is definitely a leading venue, um, I think, for artists to be able to be booked in, but also just for their guests. It's also a restaurant. It's just it's in a cool location of Chicago. It's just very central. So Libby, I'm going to start our discussion by you maybe just telling exactly what it is that you do at City Winery and then giving us a little bit of background, um, your own professional background and, and what led you to City Winery. Yeah, so I am the senior talent buyer for City Winery. So I am in charge of uh, Chicago's concert, concert calendar, but I also do a lot of, of national booking. So when we, um, you know, book an artist to do all the city wineries or maybe, you know, three out of, uh, out of seven city wineries. So I do some, uh, booking in our other markets as well. Mm. Um, I've been with city winery for quite a while, like over eight years. Mm. Um, I am not a musician, but a <laughs> lifelong music lover mm-hmm. and, um, you know, always was a big 
concert goer. And I got my introduction to the industry when I was in college working for a concert promoter. Um, I went to the University of Kansas. So I worked for a promoter that was uh, an independent promoter and that worked in Kansas City and Lawrence, Kansas. And then after college, I moved to New York and that's when I started working for City Winery. Oh, wow. And that's the original location in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started working in the box office and then they, um, asked me to move to Chicago when they opened Chicago, which was our second location. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started here as the box office manager, but then took over the booking, uh, pretty, uh, pretty early on about seven months into oh, wow. our opening. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, and be, uh, I had done all different types of stuff in the live music industry from like bartending to artist hospitality to um, a lot of box office and ticketing work, which was a really great background for booking because you really interact so much with the guests and you see the ticket prices and you see how, you know, the sales track. So it was definitely a good good background for getting into what I'm doing now. Um, and then, yeah, crazily enough, we now have seven locations. (laughs) So New York, Chicago, Nashville, Atlanta, Boston, Washington, DC. And then we just opened in Philadelphia in September. So that's our seven. Okay. Nice. Nice. And yes. And we are doing, um, I mean, we we're, do a show pretty much every night of the week. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes there's private events and weddings and stuff, but we end up doing about 350 shows a year in Chicago, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of the same goes for all of our other venues. Um, mm-hmm. So just for people who aren't familiar with City Winery, it's a like 300 seat listing room. So all our markets have that bigger, like 300-ish room. Um, And then all of our markets, except for Chicago and Atlanta, now have a second venue that's a little bit smaller. That's 100 to 150 cap, depending on what market. Mm. Um, And we're looking for an opportunity to have something like that in Chicago, which I'm, I'm jealous of the other venues because it's <laughs> that's a really good opportunity to like book more stuff and especially book more um you know sort of developing right. and um up and coming artists right. but right. you know our our calendar is really eclectic so we're you know uh, the ticket price can range from ten dollars to 150 dollars and you know from uh locally based artists to, you know, some really big national names. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really eclectic in terms of, I guess you would say like level of artists, but also, um, in terms of genre and, uh, it's primarily music, but we also do, um, some comedy, some Mm -hmm. live podcasts, Uh, stuff like that as mm. well. Nice. That's an idea. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no yeah there you go <laughs> that's an idea no, yeah but, but that's uh that that is awesome i mean yeah it's it's like you're uh becoming 
a, an alternative for like Live Nation or something like that. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's really um, it's really encouraging to see you all grow like that. And we we tell our our listening audience and and folks that we're we're really trying to um, guide and direct in in the industry that uh, performing is the lion's share of a musician's income. Um, mm-hmm. Aside from licensing, performing is your your other big income source. So um, that that's why Kenya was really trying to get you on the <laughs> podcast because uh, we artists are always asking about that and trying to figure out how you know how best they can get get booked in venues. And um, so I guess my my first question would be: um, How does a band uh, get booked with you all? And sort of what do they need to have in place in order for that that process to happen? So this is uh, something I could talk a lot about. And there's always, <laughs> you know, a few points I I give to, to artists or to, you know, even independent booking agents, managers. Mm. Um, one of my, like, fundamental points I always tell people is do your research. Um you know, the live business is really booming right now. And there are a lot of opportunities out there. There are a lot of music venues um, and really know what opportunities are in a given market and know what opportunities make sense for you as an artist and really focus on those. Um, You know, I think if you if you focus in on the opportunities that make the most sense for you and spend your time on that, that's going to be, you know, time better spent than just casting a wide net and throwing stuff out there and see what comes back. Um, you know, sort of a, a quality, not quantity approach. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone like me that books shows, uh, you know, I get, so many emails, more emails than any one human can uh, <laughs> respond to. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you, I mean, the amount of emails I get that are n- not really addressed to me, not really specific to City Winery, just mm. sort of a generic booking email. Mm. And I would really say that's not a very like productive way to go about things. Right. Um, you know, it's an easy way for me to go past an email when I'm like, this person doesn't even know what city winery is or what we do. Um, you know, and like really, really like if there's a venue you're interested in, look at that venue and what, what type of artists are they booking? Um, do they have local openers on shows? Um, you know, we're, we're what I would call like a hard ticket music venue where, we're really relying on the artists to, you know, bring their audience out. I mean, of mm-hmm. course we have great reach as a venue and can assist in making that happen. But, um, but even those sort of hard ticket music venues, you know, might do a brunch series where they have me- music or they might do like a showcase night. It's, you know, really research. And so when you're reaching out to someone at that venue, you can say, this is what I'm interested in. Uh, this is what makes sense for me as an artist. Um, and that's a good, you know, good way to kind of get your, get your foot in the door. Mm. Do you check their social media? (laughs) So I, do I check artists, social media? Yes. Right. I am like personal on 
it's a good thing that I'm not an artist because I'm not very good at social media. But yes, I look at at people's social media. Do they post? Are they engaged with their audience? Um, you know, the best the best independent artists out there are. Um, I, Kenya, we were just talking about the such show, you know, are really engaged with their audience and connected with them. And, you know, if you're going to play a live show, then you have to have a way to, you know, let, let those people, people know. And I think keeping, you know, having good creative content and just regularly engaging with, with your audience is huge. Um, I mean, one of our, our one of our favorite, uh, city winery staples and someone as I always use is like a great example of an independent artist, uh, Eric Roberson. He's, you know, just all, always has like new amazing content and, mm-hmm. you know, has an ability to reach his audience. Like, you know, very few other people I've seen. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's definitely an, an important thing as, as an artist. And, you know, I think also too, that becomes a really good, um, tool for you as an artist to network with other artists and see what they're doing and see where they're playing, you know, kind of along the same lines of the do going back to the, do your research, uh, fundamental is, you know, who are the artists that you admire and where are they playing? And even if you're able to connect with some of those artists and, you know, talk to them about how did they sort of build up their live career and, um, you know, who can they connect you with? And I think learning from, from your peers is a, another really important aspect of that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that this can sometimes be uh, a really, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've been trying to kind of share everything that you just kind of said to artists. And I think sometimes artists struggle in that maybe making that initial um, kind of contact and what you just said or what you just said earlier about you get so many emails and you know what do artists particularly independent artists what do they need what is it a subject line is it a is it within the first two sentences that so that you can kind of get to know that maybe in fact they do have all of those things but maybe they're not crafting their email a certain way or any thoughts around how because you've got so many emails and you've got so much, you know, that you're having to balance. Is there something that you're like, listen, when you're emailing, you know, these are the three things up front fast, or it needs to be, you know, your press kit needs to be right there with a link or what, what types of things would you suggest? Great question about the email outreach. Um, and something that's very important to, you know, work on as an artist when you're, uh, doing your own booking or, even for, you know, independent agents, uh, managers to really hone in on. And I always tell people to be concise and precise. So be specific. Um, you, you don't want to, you know, these days people see a bunch of text and they sort of blank out. So you want to keep it, keep it short and to the point and say right off the bat, you know, you are I'm you know I'm so and so I'm based in this city I'm a you know neo soul singer and I'm looking for in space say specifically what type of opportunities you're looking for at the venue are you really in a place where you can headline that venue and 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 sell sell it out or sell it you know 
three fourths of the way, then say you're looking for a headline show, say, you know, when, um, if it's, you know, if it's a touring, if you're booking a tour and you're going to be in a specific market, say, these are the dates I'm going to be here. Do you have any, you know, opening, opening slot opportunities and, you know, also like if there's a venue that you really want to get into, keep an eye on their calendar and see, um, you know, what artists are coming up. And if there's someone that you think you'd be a good fit for specifically reach out about, you know, Mm -hmm. do you have an opener for the show? Could I submit my material? So keep that at the, at the forefront of the email, who you are, what you're looking for, Um, and then, you know, I always tell people have your favorite, um, three links, you know, maybe it's Mm. a YouTube, uh, video that is really strong and that you really like. Um, maybe it's a link to your Facebook and you have, you know, really good Facebook engagement and a link to your website. Um, and I think too, in the live world, having like a great live video is, um, is definitely helpful. And then I think, you know, if you have like an EPK one sheet, um, you can attach that, but I think, uh, also include those links in the email, you know, make it easy for someone. Um, another thing I tell people about outreach too is, um, be patiently persistent, um, which is, which is a a thin line, you know, you don't want to just like email somebody twice a week and drive them crazy, but it also might take a couple times. Like if, if somebody doesn't respond to an email, like wait a little bit and email them again, you know, like I might miss something the first time through, but if somebody emails me, you know, two or three times, like I'm, you know, I'll, I'll eventually, it'll eventually get through. Um, well, like, like what's a good time frame where it's not considered, uh, annoying. <laughs> I would say, I mean, it's a, it's tough to say, but I would say give somebody like 10 weeks to two weeks mm, okay. or okay. no, I'm sorry. 10 days to two weeks. 10 days. Okay. T- two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So, so they still remember your old email, but they're, they're getting another email where it's not. Right. Right. And it's like, and then I'm like, oh, now I've seen this person's name twice or, you know, three times in my, in my inbox. And so then you're kind of like, okay, I need to take the time to see this. Um, And then, you know, another, I know it's been a a reoccurring uh, theme on the podcast, but uh, just relationship building, you know, and building relationships in the industry and, you know, you might meet someone that's like, Oh, I know Libby at city winery and let me Mm -hmm. intro you to her because if it's someone that I already know and they're saying, Hey, I want to introduce you to this, to this great artist, you know, since I know that person, they're going to like stand out in my, in my inbox and I'm going to be able to, uh, to connect that way. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what, what, um, how far out do you book and, and what are, uh, I guess, so if someone tries to book with you, how, how, when do they need to be prepared to have a performance, I guess? That is a good question. So we are, um, 
we're pretty all over the place. Like I'm sometimes <laughs> booking, I'm, I try to be booked. Hopefully I have every date booked six weeks out, um, in a perfect okay. world, but that's not always the case. Sometimes I'll, I'm filling a date like a month out, but then I'm booking, I just booked a show in October, 2020. So, okay. it, you know, it's, it's a really wide range. Um, and you know, that just comes from sort of the diversity of genres and artists that we're booking, you know, for example, like international artists book really far in advance because okay. they have to get visas and all that good stuff. Um, and then, you know, we have a lot of crossover with performing arts centers, which they book really far in advance. So that stuff comes in, but then, you know, I'm, I'm still in the thick of booking January, February, March. Uh, so it's, it's pretty all over the place. And I think it, you know, it depends on, um, depends on the situation. I think if you're, um, for me being date flexible can, can really, can really help, you know, especially right. when I'm, when I'm filling, uh, you know, last minute dates. Um, so it's, you know, but I think being specific about if, for someone like me, the calendar is sort of controlling so much of my world. So if someone's reaching out to me and being specific about, you know, what, what time frame, and even if it's saying I'm flexible, but you know, or even narrowing it down to like March would be a good time for me to do a show because I, you know, just did a show in the market and you want to give it some space, mm -hmm. um, you know, just sort of like narrowing things down a little bit. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Good. You had mentioned about, um, you know, obviously home base is here in Chicago, but I think you mentioned that you kind of do, do you do booking? You, you said in other venues, or other locations as well, or is it really the calendar and the bookings is just really primarily Chicago and you have a hand in another part of the business and talent buying on the other venues? Yeah. So I, um, like I'm totally in charge of the Chicago calendar, mm -hmm. but then I book some like national tours. So, you know, an artist that might go through, like seven venues, all seven venues, or, you know, sometimes I'll put an, um, an offer in for an artist that will be like, they're going to do two shows in Atlanta, two shows in DC and two shows in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So we sort of do like a, a block booking and we're kind of trying to do, um, you know, more and more of that as we grow. Right. But that said, each location is very rooted in, in their market and ev every location books, um, you know, local regional artists and kind of has its own, uh, you know, local, local flair and quirks. So mm -hmm. um, while we're doing some stuff on the national level, it's still very much, you know, a locally rooted because, uh, you know, music is so live music is such a sort of local regionalized thing. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So if there's if there's if there's an artist that you really uh, support, because I just heard you say you put an offer in, uh, is that something that you'll do? Like you you really like an artist and think that they'll uh, translate well in the other venues? Um, you'll you'll go ahead and 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 I guess put put a bid in for them or or you know stand up for them in the other venues. 
That was going to be my question. Oh my God, Will, you read my mind. I was just going to ask that. <laughs> particularly for indie artists, you know, because like Chicago doesn't have the two room situation, but like Nashville does. And, right, you know, right. so if you have an artist here in Chicago that's like, well, gosh, it would be great, but, you know, I don't think you're quite at the level that could feel the 300, but you could definitely do the 100 room or whatever. Is it, if, if it, can there be a relationship to pitch maybe to talk to the Nashville people or to talk to DC or Boston or whatever? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I'll, you know, I've artists that are Chicago artists that do well here. I've definitely introduced them to the, our other venues and, you know, we have all these different locations, but we're still very much like a small independent company. And the, the booking mm-hmm. team is like about seven people for the whole company. Oh, wow. So we're, we're all like very connected and, and talking you know, talking a lot. And, um, you know, I think that's one thing that's really, um, one of the big challenges of building a live, live touring career is, you know, developing new markets and, and, um, it's, you know, it's one thing in your, in your home market where you're, you know, really engaged, but I think, trying to identify what, what other markets you can develop, you know, where do you have connections, you know, where do you even have family maybe, or, you know, another artist, you know, going back to, um, going back to the social media thing, you know, I think that's a great, uh, tool with social media is like, let's say you're, you know, you really want to build the DC market. Well, you know, who are the artists in your, in your world and your genre uh, that are based in DC and where are they playing and can you connect with them? And maybe you could, um, you know, join a show with them. Mm-hmm. And then that's another point I wanted to make too, with the whole uh, uh, openers thing. A lot of times the opener is coming from the artist side. Like if I'm going to add an opener on a show, I always have to get the the headliner's approval um, of that artist. So, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's coming from me and someone that I pitch, but a lot of times it's, you know, the headlining artist is inviting, you know, someone they know. Right, right. So I think that's networking just with other artists. And especially if you're trying to develop new markets and just build some history, there um I, that's a really important important thing to do yeah i love i love your business model this is you know this is really uh great for for independent artists because sort of the the live nation thing and all these other big big massive uh venues who you know sort of control a, a large venue space uh you all are sort of going into a niche side and, and cornering the uh the independent artist space and it's, it's really beneficial for artists to be able to get into, you know, the event venues and, and all these other locations and you're providing that opportunity for them. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Now city winery, you guys are really, and, and like I said, I think for particularly for the kind of music that I do um, that you mentioned Eric Roberson and, you know, obviously we've said such his name a few times. There's a, you know, some other Liz Wrights and, you know, different artists who are in that, that lane. Um, you know, City Winery has been a really, really beautiful. And because on top of it, if you have never gone to a City Winery, <laughs> we haven't even talked about the ambiance right, right. and the food and the wine. And the, I mean, it's a whole experience. It's not just you sitting up in a chair watching a show. 
it's it's a night that is really like a whole you you feel special like oh I'm in the audience I'm special like it's it's always you know really nice and so I think for artists and um, you know that maybe would otherwise not be able to have a venue in that same kind of ambiance, in that same kind of space. And it's a listening room. So it's not a situation right. where people are talking and, you know, eating. And <laughs> it's, about, it's about the music, yeah. It's about the music. And so I think as I know for myself, like, you know, and, and it's funny, you, you mentioned about, you know, trying harder to get in other markets. I, me and there's some other, some fellow artists, we, we kind of always kind of talk about this, how, it's actually been easier for me to get in like the DC markets and, and sell out shows there and to New York's and this and, and Chicago has so much talent. I feel like sometimes it's been harder to, to do it within this market. And I, I I've talked to other artists who say, yeah, at home, like I'm having a hard time, but I'm selling out shows in London and in New York and whatever. And so there's this kind of weird line where there's some artists who, yes, they, they kind of saturate their home and they can't get anywhere outside of that. But then you have other artists who, you know, which is why I was going to ask you kind of the question about, you know, do do the different talent um, and booking agents with City Winery kind of, you know, well, maybe not so much here, but yeah, you, this might be a really good fit, you know, elsewhere or in, in our other market over here because we look at the numbers over there and that artist has been there before and, you know, their numbers are good and they've got a following there. So, yeah. Yeah, no, this yeah well, is I, I would this add to that, um, uh, also to that question is... Um, what what do you all look at uh, when you look? And, you know, you uh, say you look at people's social media. But so, if an artist did come to you and said that you know we've sold out shows in this state, or uh, you know we've we've done, or they they come to you with some numbers, even mm-hmm, um, yeah. like like website traffic or whatever. If they come to you with some data, uh, do you do you take that into consideration? And which data really would you t- consider? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean. Data, both, you know, a lot of times these days people are looking at Spotify streams and things like that, which is, which is really great because you can see, you know, how many listeners do you have in Chicago and um, also social media. But then, you know, two is uh, just live history is really important. So I would mm-hmm. say if you, you know, really keep track of that stuff um, as an artist, like this is where I played the venue, this was the date, this was the ticket price, this is how many tickets we sold. Um, And, you know, whether it's that or whether it's, you know, you've opened for these artists, you played this festival, really documenting your touring history. I think that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something we really look for. and, you know, it's, I say that like booking is sort of like educated gambling. So like, we're always <laughs> kind of rolling the dice on things, you know, and, you know, sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. So it's, it's not a perfect science, but sort of the more information you can give someone um, is the, you know, the better. And I think right. that's also, you know, the sign of a like polished professional artist um that you you know sort of have this i think it's the same with any career that you're sort of keeping track of everything that you've done um almost like a you know a resume you're taking your business seriously yeah right exactly yeah yeah, I have like maybe one more question. I know we're getting a little yeah, low on our we're, time. We're low on time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, go ahead um, and ask. I know what one of one of the other things I think a lot of artists 
start to get in their head is, you know, I've got to have a manager or I've got to have a booking agent to um, really be able to get into places like a city winery. Would you say that, yep, that's about right? Or is like, no, there's kind of equal weight if you're an independent artist and, and, you know, the email is right and it seems polished? Or what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I definitely book a lot of uh, stuff directly with um, with an, with artists and not through an agent or a manager. I mean, probably a, it's definitely a higher percentage that I'm working with an agent or uh, a manager. But you know, I don't think it's it's the, an end all be all. I think if you are a hustler and you are doing your research and you have a plan that, you know, you can do it on your own, but there can be a, you know, there's a lot of advantages to having someone, uh, that is, and you know, there's a lot of great agents out there that are independent and that aren't, you know, WME or CAA or one of the big, you know, one of the big Mm -hmm. agencies. Um, and you know, the advantage to that of course, is that they're, that they're well-connected and that they know, Um, they have relationships with the talent buyers and the people that are doing that. So of course it's, you know, has its advantages if you can find that, uh, right person, but also don't be discouraged. You can, you know, you can do it on your own. Um, it's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of time, but, um, but yeah, I wouldn't say just because you don't have an agent, we're not going to not look at the, at the opportunity. Right. Yeah, if, exactly. if if you love what you do, then do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, and I think what you just said, you know, even though I've been trying to avoid the word hustle lately, because I think that can also be incredibly stressful, <laughs> but, but, uh, but that you've got to know, this is why we do the podcast because so many people just are misinformed and just really don't have, don't understand process don't understand, you know, the steps, the, the, um, the different components of things. And so, yes, there's a, there's a hustle to it, but it's also, you could be hustling hard and having all the wrong facts Mm -hmm. (laughs) or all the wrong information. So you're hustling, hustling, but you're not getting anywhere because, (laughs) right. Because you don't really know what it is that you need to know. So, you know, I think, you know, having this type of information is incredibly invaluable. It's also very affirming. I know that, you know, Everything that you've said, I know I've had to do in my career to be able to perform internationally and, you know, to get the eyes on, on being able to be booked in venues and, you know, and have really positive experiences. And so artists, you know, please, you might need to replay this and keep your notes because I think Libby, you just, you gave so many golden nuggets and, you know, I think artists, you know, if you're hearing it straight from a talent buyer, <laughs> so you're not hearing it from me or Will, you're hearing yep. from the person who, you know, this is what she does all day, you know, you need to take that seriously and try to start implementing a plan that utilizes those things, you know, that, that you've mentioned. And so. thanks so much for doing this, Libby. We appreciate uh, you joining us today. Yep. Oh, thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah, if you could provide some, uh, you know, I don't know. I I know talent buyers, they're kind of, they're in the back, back, back. So I don't think it's all like, let's follow Libby, but maybe it's more information about City Wine, whatever social media you think it would be good. Or if you do want to share anything for people to contact you, anything you'd want to share. Um, Well, you should go to citywinery.com and sign up for our email list and any, all of our markets. Um, 
that's another thing I was another point I was going to make on advice is uh, following a lot of venues and signing up for their email lists and see who they're booking and what they're doing. Um, yeah, yeah. But first and foremost, do it for City Winery, of course. And um, <laughs> we're, we're pretty transparent uh, with our information. My, my email is Libby at citywinery.com and each of our locations, there's an about page and a contact page. Um, you know, and feel free to reach out. Awesome. That's awesome. So it doesn't have to be this big mystery. You guys, like you just said, you're transparent. It's just about doing, you know, doing it the right way so that you can be considered. So that's, that's awesome. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you again. And uh, I think we had a great episode today. This is a lot of awesome information. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate it, Libby. And, um, well, definitely. I'll, I am. I am a, definitely a city winery fan. I like. I said, I'm there about once a month at least. So <laughs> keep doing the really. Thank wonderful you. Work. You gotta let me know next yeah. time you're coming in. I I will. Now we'll we'll be talking more. I'm like I gotta I gotta play at City Winery too. But yeah, it's, yes. it's a great venue. So you guys gotta definitely. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't gone, check it out. So. All right. All right. Will. Until next time. Until next time, <laughs> we'll talk to y'all next week. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com to get on the waiting list and request membership. On the first of the month, those on the waiting list will be emailed a link to officially subscribe. Membership closes on the fifth of each month. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.